Welcome to the Permission to Succeed podcast. This podcast is about learning from and being inspired by people who have been successful because they found what they were passionate about, created something special, and most of all, they gave themselves permission to go and do it. The genesis of this podcast is the inspirational lives of Muhammad Ali and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and their world-changing impact. The Permission to Succeed podcast is brought to you by Advisorpedia, the best place advisors come to grow their minds and businesses. And now, please join your host, Doug Heikinen. Hello, this is Matt Haller, and I'm going to be your host for this Advisorpedia episode. Today, I have Kate Healy. Now, here's the thing. Her pedigree and what she has not only done in financial services, but what she's done with diversity and inclusion with women in financial services is why she's on the show. We are going to pick her brain about who she is, what she does, and really where she sees financial services going from here. Kate, welcome to the show. Oh, Matt, thanks so much. And thanks, Advisorpedia. I'm so happy to be here. It's awesome. All right. So tell me your story. Oh, gosh. So I have been in financial services for obviously my whole life. I'm currently actually even looking for my next opportunity. So for the past 35 years, I've had a, a range of roles. Started out in accounting and finance, moved into communications and marketing, did a stint in product, tried to be a financial advisor for a little bit, but really have honed in on the marketing. And really, one of the things that has come about as me being in this career for 35 years was I noticed that when I joined, it was 50-50. Like I joined with a whole bunch of smart women. And after about eight, 10 years, I like turned around, I'm like, where'd they all go? They're not here anymore. They left to maybe raise a child or somebody got transferred, but they didn't come back. And it's partly because we didn't make it easy for them to come back. Yeah. So they went to other careers. And so we lost out on a lot of smart minds. And I, I thought, well, how do we change that? And for probably the last decade, more than a decade, I've really been working on how do we get more women into this industry? How do we make them more aware of what a phenomenal career financial planning is, how good women are at it, because they're natural listeners and multitaskers and empathetic. And, you know, they understand someone's story and they understand it's not just about the investments which we're seeing more and more now, yeah. right? That's becoming commoditized, but it's about someone's hopes and dreams and their feelings and how do we really understand what that is. But women are also dynamos and they're gonna get it done. So I have been really focused on that. And then as an outgrowth of that, really just went into, well, what's the next generation look like? So my definition of next gen is different than other people's. Okay, well, br I'll break that down. So next gen to me means anyone who's not here today. So a lot oh. of times it's women. A lot of times it's younger people, but it doesn't have to be younger people. It's people of color. It's all those people that we're missing. It's people who are returning to the workforce after spending time raising a family or being in the military or just taking a career break to take care of your parents. Whatever that is, there's so much room for talent in this industry that we've got to expand. There are great financial planning programs that are minting new financial planners. There's not enough of them to fulfill all of the talent needs that we have. And so I'm really just looking to bring in as many people as we can. And so the way to do that is to just get more people and to open up our eyes into what a financial advisor does, looks like, and should be. And I okay. think that's really what my but goal is. where do you go to find these people? It's I mean, insurance conferences, financial planning conferences, they're all saying the same thing. Like we need more of this. Right. Is it that they're just doing it wrong? Yeah. Well, okay. it's a little bit of both, right? Okay. So here's the thing. I fell into this industry, as yeah. many people did, right? If I had known financial planning was a career when I went to college, 
I probably would have studied it. Yeah. It was not a degree program when I went to college. The RA industry barely existed when I went to school, when I came out. My first job was in accounting, in finance. That's what I knew. And as I became more aware of financial planning through an insurance channel, I thought, okay, well, maybe product-based financial planning isn't what I want to do. But I think the idea of financial planning for the betterment of a family is awesome. Yeah. And so I think what one of the, the main problems we have is there's just this awareness Vacuum. No vacuum. one knows what it is, and yeah. those that know what it is, that do know about it, have a bad perception because they see the Wolf of Wall Street, or they watch Billions, or Succession, or they've heard about Bernie Madoff, and that is not really what the day-to-day -day life is of a financial advisor who's actually helping families meet their not just financial goals, yeah. their goals. Finances goals. are just yeah. the engine that can fuel. It's a tool, right? Yeah. Money is a tool to get you what you want, yeah. and so really creating that awareness. One of the things that I just actually did, there's a phenomenal conference that was started at the University of Akron by Dr. Mar Barry Maholland a couple of years ago, and it's called Diversitas. And it's now expanded to probably 25 different programs. But what's awesome about this program is we don't just talk to advisors, we don't just talk to the students, we bring in the guidance counselors from high schools to educate them about this career. So the career influencers are starting to learn about it. So that when a kid comes to them in high school and says, I don't know, I'm you know, I'm good with people, I like math, and they don't just say, okay, you should be a sociology major or a psychology major. They can now say, you know what? There's this great career where you help people. It's called financial planning. You can go to school for it, you can get a degree in it, and you're gonna have fun and you can make a really good living. So things like that are where we're trying to move that needle to raise the awareness perspective. We still have so much to do on what I'll call the career changers because they're not in school right now, right? Those sure. are the people returning to work. They already have a degree. It's how do we make them more aware of this career? Well, I believe, and I could be wrong because uh, I've been told my beliefs have been incorrect a number of times in my life, and I'm fine. That's a good growth opportunity. Same. But that we don't make it easy at all it's like you're going to become a financial services professional we're going to punish the hell out of you you're cold calling you're wearing shoes this isn't the 1900s anymore as my kids like to remind me of you know how do we get this out and get people to pay attention that they're not madoffs that they're not wolf of wall streets that they're actual great people who are doing good work well there's a couple of ways right one is we all have to talk about what we do Everywhere you go, I tell people, I'm like, so people are blue in the face, you have to tell them what a financial planner does. Go to career days, go to your high schools, go to boys and girls clubs. Mm -hmm. A great way is also helping to teach financial literacy, because guess what? Not only do people not know this is a career, they don't know that they're worthy of the help that it yeah. can give you. You don't have to have a million dollars to work with a financial advisor. There's many different business models. So the more that we do to raise that awareness is part of it. Sure. The other piece, you're exactly right, Matt. We don't make it easy, right? There's a ton of licenses and tests and all of that stuff. And that's fine because we want people to be certified well, and smart sure. and do that. The cold calling, the having to you know eat what you kill mentality, of course that turns people away. It's not something, I mean, I trained as a financial advisor, hated the sales part. I said, if, if I could sit in office and clients just walked in all day, I'd be great at this. Don't make me bring them in. Firms are starting to realize that. Mm -hmm. And as they grow, right, they're building out a business development team. That's actually the one that's bringing in those clients. But the other piece that advisory firms need to do is develop their people. There are a ton of people working in advisory firms that are not financial advisors. We only ever talk about the financial advisors yeah. and we need to talk about everybody. So there are people that can be developed so if you want to increase more women, get more diversity, they're in your firm already. How do you develop that? I have this 
passionate about, obviously, about bringing more people into this business. But one of the things that I hate is, and I challenge anyone who says this business only has 13% or 15% women or 23% women CFPs, it's not true. Okay. Those numbers are true. But this industry is made up of 46% women. Okay. Expand. But we don't talk about them. Okay. We barely count them. 46% of women. The RA industry is made up of more than just advisors. There's marketing managers, there's operations managers, there's traders, there's your compliance people. They're in the ecosystem. We need to start to count them, but also develop them. Some of those folks could be great advisors. And for whatever reason, maybe they didn't have the confidence or the knowledge about it when they joined the firm. It didn't seem like a fit. But as they start to work with clients and they realize how easy client relationships are and, and how much fun it can be and fulfilling, we need to turn around and start to say, if you want to be an advisor, let's map out a plan. Because yeah. there's a career path here from being a client service associate all the way up to being the owner of the firm. Yeah. And I can show you where it is. And I, you can, we can bring people along those steps. And that's what's really important for advisors to do. Okay. Those numbers are amazing. And, and what a wonderful perspective shift. Because most of the advisors who are at conferences are the old white guys. I mean, come on. We just know that's the right. reality of those things. But the best conferences I've been to are when the team members go to and all of a sudden you actually see the firm. That's where the personality is. The person who is setting up the client meetings, doing the paperwork, they're part of- Person at the front desk, that receptionist, that's who your clients are talking to. Once you bring them in, you don't see them again. They're talking to everyone that works (laughs) for you, their service team, all of that. That's where we have the opportunity. Wow. Man, I hope all of you just- realize that massive paradigm shift there that is absolutely fantastic all right i need more on what we can do like is there are there organizations that you know of so yes financial literacy going to career dates i think those are all great but i think from the level we're at at market council so these people are like the muckety mucks of the muckety mucks what can these people do to make it so that they're making a real impact and difference for more people to get into our industry. Yeah, there's so many things that they can get involved in and I've got lists and I don't know if you have show notes that I can send you. Totally. Because I would love to do that because there is a list of over 15 associations that people don't even realize, right? It's the Association of Black Accountants and I'm making the wrong names, but there are 15 or more associations of for African-American, black professionals, Latino professionals, Asian professionals, places that you can go to look for talent, MBAs, non-MBAs, whatever. There are all these different things. There is the Association of African-American Financial Advisors. You should be going to that conference, sponsoring that conference, going there. I always tell advisors to go back to the schools, either that they went to or that have financial planning programs, but expand it. Look at the HBCUs, the Historically Black Colleges and Universities, Uh or minority-serving institutions, they're called MSIs, that have a more diverse talent pool. Also, talk to your clients. They know what you do and they understand the benefit of what you do. They're going to know people that might, hey, you know, I know someone who, or my kid could be a perfect fit for that. Again, you've got to tell everyone what you do and then look in your local area. I promise you there is probably a ton of folks who have left the workforce for whatever reason Mm -hmm. and they want to get back in. Let's not make it hard for them to get back in. Let's not ask them to come back at a starting salary of a college 22-year-old. Their brains don't go away. The things we have to update them on are here's the 72 new things on technology, which quite frankly, we all need training on every year. And here's what it's like to work with five generations in the workforce. That's easy. But the experience, the business knowledge that these people bring, they're going to ramp up quickly. And there's things that they can do besides just selling. They can be in marketing and client services. There's a whole host of things that they'll bring. So expanding your pipeline of where you recruit from is very important. Okay. 
So that's magnificent on the recruiting end. You said something else that I don't hear people talk about, which is the internal promotion and growth plan. I've worked with advisors for a long time as a coach, and none of them had that. Like, if you start here, you're there, and you're going to die at that desk. How do you help, or what are tools that they can use to make that happen? We did. So I've done a ton of work with the Center for Financial Planning, the CFP Boards Initiative. It's part of the lead founding sponsorship. I'm on, I think, every advisory board they have. One of the things that we did for our workforce development was that we knew that was key, right? No one knows, no one wants to join your firm if they don't know how you get. There used to be a misperception. Oh, millennials just want to take over the company. No, they just want to know how they could take over the company. In 20 years, they don't need to do it today. Let's show them. So we actually created two guides. They're awesome. One's for employers and one's for students. It's the guide to career paths. So the best part about it is if you're an employer, and I'll tell you where to download them all, but it tells you what are the competencies that you need at each level of a financial advisor, from coming in all the way up to being an owner, how long that should take, what a day in the life could look like, what are the competencies you need to get to the next level, and how much you should be paid. So it's just, it's literally a step-by-step instruction that says, start here, when they can do this, then move them to this level, and then this level, and then this level. And it's just, it's obviously, you're going to tweak it from your geography and things like that, but it is, it's a pathway, which is awesome. And then we just did a a guide for students as well. And so it gives them the idea, because the other problem with our business is there's so many different business models. Yes. And they're not one size fits all. I've worked in every one of them. I prefer RIA right now. That's where I am. But I've been in all the others. And depending on who you are, the other ones may be right for you. So that model takes you through what those models look like. Which one is the most entrepreneurial? Which one is the least entrepreneurial? What you can expect from a training and development perspective. And so it's so important. So all of those guides are on the CFP board site. It's just CFP.net. Go to that site, look over for the uh, Center for Financial Planning, and you'll see all these kinds of guides. You, or you can just, honestly, you can just Google it yeah. and it will pop up. But it's the career path guide to being a financial advisor by the CFP board. Wow. And they're wonderful. Two guides, one for employers and one for students. All right. Here's my favorite question, which is, Uh-oh. what should I have asked you that I didn't? What should you have asked me? Uh, you didn't ask me about the Foundation for Financial Planning. Woohoo! All right, let's go there. So, so I've been spending a lot of time this year as I'm looking for my next opportunity. I happen to be the chair of the board. Oh. It was just coincidence that the year I was out was the year that this was happening. And I kid around with my CEO and say, you didn't know I was going to be involved so much. But we are, we just were finishing up our 26th year. We just actually today launched a campaign to raise $5 million by 2025 so that we can help thousands more pro bono clients and most importantly also provide opportunities for many more advisors. This year we launched probonoplannermatch.org which is an online solution for advisors to look for a pro bono opportunity. Everyone says they want to help but no one knows where. And so we've come up with this this database where you can say, you know what, I only want to spend an hour once a month. Well, here's some opportunities. You may say, I just want to spend an hour once. Here's some opportunities. You may say, I want to get really involved. I want to donate three hours a week for a year. Here's some opportunities. So it's a great way for advisors to give back. 
it's we hear their feedback it just they're like this is what feeds my soul and when you hear the stories if you go to the foundation for financial planning's website it's ffpprobono.org okay. there's tons of videos of people that we've helped and the advisors that have helped them and it's just so gratifying people we get into this profession because we want to help people, help people and we do help people yeah. but sometimes we help people who really need extra help yeah. and that just feels so good yeah man holy crap all right well we're going to make sure that we have as many links as we possibly yes, can put I in will. the show notes. Please make sure that we get all of those Absolutely. from you. Now, how can people get in touch with you if they want to get in touch with you? Best way to get in touch with me is Twitter or LinkedIn. So okay. LinkedIn, Kate Healy, and Twitter, I'm just Kate Healy, double, unders- Kate, double underscore Healy. Beautiful. Kate, thank you so much for everything that you're doing for the industry. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks a lot, Matt. It was fun.